there are fewer than 100 days until the election. Signs are up. People are knocking on doors. Maybe things are heating up around your dinner table. Political commentator, barrister and solicitor Liam Hare believes that if you tend to vote for the same party each election, that you should join that party. He says it's important for democracy. He joins us now. Kia ora, Liam. G'day, how's things? Good, thank you for your time today. This came from an interesting tweet uh, of yours. Uh, You're a great tweeter, by the way, and um, often tweeting on political topics. And what put this in your head? Why did you think this was worth saying? Well, you know, um, look, I've been a a member of the National Party uh, since about 2008. And, um, you know, that's something I'm always very careful to try to disclose, as as I am now. And... uh, and from time to time, I do do quite a bit of political commentary, and 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 people say, right, well, you know, if you're doing political commentary, shouldn't you, shouldn't you, you know, sort of stop being a member of the party? And it just occurs to me that you know that it was, it was a very artificial thing to do. Um, look, uh, you know, I, I've, I've got as a political commentator, I've got sort of certain sympathies, I've got a certain level of alignment, a preference for the national party, and it doesn't follow that just because I've got that membership that I'm going to support everything it does, it does or, or, or proposes. And I'm quite comfortable saying, for example, that I think uh, boot camps are like a lame idea. And there are no consequences uh, for me for being a party member for that. But political parties are really important to our system. They are really the lifeblood of, of Parliament. Um, they select the MPs, in effect. They've got the power to, uh, to, to, to see MP, MPs expelled from Parliament in some circumstances. And they're declining in terms of their actual membership. Um, like a lot of sort of uh, institutions in our society, like churches, sports clubs, uh, service clubs like Rotary, um, membership is going down. It's becoming older and greyer, and yet the role of parties has never been more important. And so I just think that as part of our democracy, people should be much more open uh, to joining them, especially if they're not really strongly political people. And the reason I say that is that as, as, as membership declines, you only get left, left with the harder, harder core mm-hmm. in there. And that means parties that are more extreme, more partisan, uh, you know, more uh, more ideological. And parties would benefit from an infusion of more apathetic members. Very interesting. How keen should you have to be on a party in order to join them? I, I don't think, see, this is the thing, I don't think membership... Comes, uh, brings with it any expectation that you're going to, uh, going to agree with everything the party does. Um, I think that it uh, c- comes with it a, an expectation that you're in general, general alignment with its values or its ideas. But when you become a member of something, like being a shareholder of a company, you don't become bound to defend everything it does. You just you have a stake in it, and that's the difference. So I would say that if you, if you feel generally more aligned with the party than not, um, then you should think about joining it and actually get some control in it, of it, get some skin in the game of it. But don't expect that you're going to have to become a robot who just parrots the party line. Yeah. I think many people, people who probably aren't as deep as you, will think that the National Party is currently Christopher Luxon and Judith Collins and the usual suspects, but actually the party itself is distinct from the face of the party as far as, I guess, ordinary voters are concerned. Is that right? Yeah, like so. That, I mean, the parties are these huge volunteer networks, and you know they ultimately have the say. They, you know, they they select it, and there's always going to be a bit of tension between the parliamentary wing and the and the party wing. As the parliamentary wing, as the as the party wing sort of recedes, 
the, the politicians in Wellington, they get more control, right? And so there's a bit of a safeguard there too in terms of our democracy, in terms of having some actual oversight of, of people in politics by actually having them be accountable to members. So if, while well, we're talking about the National Party, if uh, Christopher Luxon comes out with a new policy, does that mean that you and other people in the party have had a chance to look at the p- policy and vote on it before it goes public? Yeah, in theory, right? But, um, you know, and, and, and there, are, there are processes through the party where the party adopts a platform. Uh, you know, electorates put up remits and they get voted on and they get to the uh, to the parliamentary party and the parliamentary party would, would normally oppose it, but... Uh, sorry, support it, but in, in, in reality is that they're, they're quite free to just, just disregard it. And that, that comes back to the weakness of parties in their current form. If, when parties are strong, they're better able to impose their will on the parliamentary wing. But at the moment, you know, political parties are pro- probably as weak as they've ever been. Mm. If we are to measure a party's strength by its membership, um, what does that look like in New Zealand at the moment? Who has the most members? What do the top five kind of look like? It's really hard to say because it's really non-transparent. And so, you know, companies, um, charities and corporate societies, they've all got to supply all this information that goes on uh, transparent registers that anyone can look up. Um, but par- political parties, they don't even have to have a legal identity or a legal form. Um, that there's, there's no way and to know how many uh, members a political party has um, from public sources. And parties also don't tell their members. Um, and so that's that's one of the issues that political parties have is, is this lack of transparency and a lack of sort of commitment to members. But in in general, it's generally agreed that the National Party has the has the largest number of of, of natural members. Um, no idea that could be it could be up as, as many as twenty thousand, but probably somewhere between ten and twenty thousand. The Labour Party has has always had a has had a smaller number of members as individual members, but of course they have you know, a number of union members which represent a whole lot of workers too. So they may have, I don't know, anywhere up to 10, maybe 5,000 members. And then you couldn't really say for anyone else. And, it's, and it comes down to that there's a complete lack of transparency about our political parties at the moment. What is party life like, Liam? Uh, pretty lame, you know, like going, you know, doing committee work, going, you know. And, like, I'm involved in three different organisations. Uh, you know, like, I'm a Catholic, a member of the Catholic Church, a member of the National Party, and a Rotarian. And they all have rapidly ageing populations. Huh. So it's not, it's not awesome, fun party time um, at the party. But it's, uh, you know, that, that's part of the problem too, right? It's a bit of a death spiral. And that's why we need an infusion of, of new people into parties. I don't care what party it is. But join a political party. Why has the membership shrunk? Uh, and I don't mean particularly why has the National Party membership shrunk, but presumably that is echoed in among other parties. Why do fewer people sign up to be members of a political party? It's just it, it's a general trend. It's what the sociologist Robert Putnam called a bowling alone. This idea that you know civil society used to be be very strong. People used to join things. They used to join a bowls club or a golf club or a political party, it was just the natural way of things, and that's declined for a whole, all sorts of reasons, a lot of them having to do with technology, you know, other options for entertainment, you know, you don't have to get, go to a committee meeting to find something to do on a, on a weeknight, um, but also part of it's, you know, family life changed too, right? I mean, I've got four children, um, there's an expectation on me to be involved in their lives um, for, for some reason, whereas other other generations of dads, you know, they, they didn't do all that much in the evenings with their kids. So that's, that's like a positive change that's happened that's come at the expense 
sort of those, joining those voluntary organisations. And, you know, I, I don't have any answers for how you, um, you square the two, but it is a problem. Somebody has asked if it's possible to be a member of multiple parties. In their case, they are they see themselves as sort of left aligned. So, so can you, for example, in their case, join the Labor Party and the Greens Party to have your say in two different places? Um, so that comes down to the rules of the of the party. But the answer is no. So almost all parties have rules that say you may not become a member of any other political party. Interesting. And, 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 and that's always been the case. Um, you know, whether or not it's a good a good rule or not, I don't know. So, what do you suggest for swing voters? <laughs> well, if you if you're genuine, genuinely a swing voter, then 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 you know, don't join a party. Certainly, don't join top. I would never advise that. But um, but if you feel like you've got, hey, I just have to jump in here that you are quite vocal in your uh, <laughs> your criticisms of that one particular party on your Twitter account. I think it's slightly tongue in cheek, I should say, um, for people who are listening in for the first time to Liam. Yeah, go on. <laughs> but look, if you, if, but all joking aside, if you are, if you feel a particular alignment to the party, join that party and make it better. Don't sit on the sidelines. Okay, one of the things we see overseas is increasing. Um, polarisation and partisanship I'm um, talking about the US but that's probably true of the UK as well um, is having a healthy political system where a lot of people a substantial number of people are engaged in the political party process is that a way of guarding against partisanship? Well I mean people often think it has the opposite effect and I, and I think that's wrong so you know there's this idea that if you join a political party then you're going to You've become a rabid supporter of it, and uh, and you will, you know, become more partisan and more polar. Right, you'll, you'll contribute more to polarisation. And, and the reality is, is that actually there's been an increase in polarisation and nastiness in politics. It's gone hand in hand with the decline of political parties. And I think that um, uh, you know, certainly you might not say that there's causation between them, but you would point, you would say that I think that it's, it's, it's at least been indifferent to it. Look, I've got friends in all political parties. I've got friends who are in the Greens. I've got some really great mates who are um, in the in the Labour Party. I've got some friends who are Labour Party MPs, and and I, I think that when you're in a party, you're part of that structure. You understand it. You've got some sort of common frame of reference. You you've got similar frustrations. You know, you does build a bit of a common feeling about being involved in politics, um, and uh, and some common understanding about about how politics works. And I think that you know, at the moment, you know, we, New Zealand's becoming more polarised and, and and becoming very partisan, and 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 that hasn't been caused by political parties. It's, in some ways, it's been caused by things that haven't outside of political parties. The National Party probably has five hundred thousand stalwart voters. Um, the Labour Party probably is about the same. People will vote for the party no matter what, mm-hmm. and yet the membership, you know, wouldn't even be a fifth, you know a five percent of that. And so I, I just don't see that. That there's any relationship between the two. Um, all I see is that the, the parties themselves get weaker and, uh, and that, that's not good. How much does it cost? Um, I think it uh, depends, depends on the party, but I think uh, you know the minimum donation for most parties might be like 20 bucks, you know, 20 bucks from membership fee, five of which is membership fee, $15 is a donation. Uh, parties might have different uh, membership fees based on if you're waged or underwaged or your age. But, you know, it's not... It's not uh, it's not free, but then 
the point is to have skin in the game. Point of order from Steve, who's listening. He says Rotary is, glo- is growing globally and is getting younger in 2023. We're now up to 1.4 million. Yes, the New Zealand South Island Rotary is shrinking a bit, but the average age is fairly stable given deaths or disability. Please ask your otherwise very wise guest what New Zealand province he lives in. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm in Palmerston North, so maybe our, maybe it's just our club. But, okay. uh, you know, I'm, I'm always very keen to hear from other Rotarians who have got, got strong clubs. Yeah, maybe we'll get you back on to chat Rotary on another occasion. Liam here, thanks very much for your time today. My pleasure. Liam here, who says if you always vote for the same political party, you should make sure you have some say in, um, in their decision-making by joining that party. Interesting idea, eh?